Welcome to Britt David Podcast. We are glad that you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim continues his series from Luke chapter 12, verses 41 through 48, entitled Life Management Skills for a Servant. As this section of scripture begins, Peter wants to know from Jesus if he is talking to everybody in general or just to the disciples. Let me remind you that as you read from God's word, he is talking to you. These verses pertain to every born-again child of God, every servant of His, every person He has entrusted with a stewardship. This is how we are to live and serve. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. Thank you very much. You can have a seat unless you're in kindergarten to third grade. If this were Vacation Bible School, I would tell our kindergartners through third graders, get up and get out. All right? Sometimes I say that with a little bit uh, more enthusiasm than other times. (laughs) They're having such a great time in Campfire Kids, and I'm so thankful uh, for Sage and for Dez and for those volunteers uh, that go and help them. By the way, there is a parent meeting tonight at 5 o'clock for um, any of our parents of, uh, of youth, of children, too, Sage. Yep, the youth trips are two uh, big events that are coming up and wants to make sure that you are aware of those and they'll be down in the youth room tonight. So anyway, take your Bible, turn with me if you will to Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. Last week, Jesus was teaching in parable form about his, uh, the rapture of the church and his second coming. And in the midst of that, as he t- tells that, the, the theme of what Jesus had to say was, you know, ready or not, here I come. He says, I'm coming again, and your job is to get ready. So when we kind of open up to our passage today, beginning in verse number 41, we see that Peter has a question for Jesus, and I think it really comes out of that parable from last week. Look, if you will, at uh, his question. Let's go ahead and take a look right there. Look at verse number 41. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? So are you talking to the disciples? Are you talking to believers? Are you talking to everybody in general? You know, as Sage and I were talking about this passage uh, during this week, you know, your kids are going to be studying this very same passage, by the way. Yeah, it's a good time to be able to talk to them. This is what, this is what Tim said about it. This is what Sage said about it, you know? Uh, so as we began to talk about those things, one of the things that frustrated Sage was, was that technically Jesus never answered Peter. Peter asked a question, Lord, who are you talking to? You know, are you talking to us? Or are you talking to everybody? And essentially, Jesus just kind of got right back into his teaching. But but I think there's a clue in here for you that I think that you can gather from. Look down to verse number 48. It's going to be the last verse that we tackle today. Right there kind of in the middle of that verse. It's a new sentence where he says, For everyone to whom much is given, and his sentence is going to go on. I think he's talking to everybody. I think he's talking to everybody because of this. Now, now for sure, the rapture is going to greatly and goodly impact believers... (laughs) far more than it's going to impact unbelievers. I mean, there's going to be an impact on them for sure, but not in a good way. Jesus' second coming, man, that's going to be a great thing for believers. Not so much for unbelievers, but they are going to be impacted by it. So I think as Jesus is telling that parable, you need to be ready 
He's saying that for everybody, but the way that you get ready is to be made right with Him, to get your heart right with Him, to repent of your sins, to place your faith and your trust in Christ alone for eternal life. Did you know that you can do that right now, right where you sit? You don't have to wait for invitation time. You don't have to wait for some other special time. Whenever you want to ask Jesus to come into your heart, I believe that means that the Spirit's already working on you. He's already drawing you. So if right there where you sit right now, you say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to make you the Lord. I want to turn everything over to you. I want to be ready. Because on that day, (laughs) I want you to come get me. Then you know what? There's one thing for sure. When you get to verses 42 through these passages that we're going to look at today, He's talking to you. (laughs) That way you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about whether he's talking to us or to everybody else. He is talking to you. These are specific skill sets that you will need to get ready for his return. In fact, he's going to to use this phrase in in that parable prior to that by referring to them as servants. When we get to verse number 42, he's going to change his language just a little bit. Instead of just calling them servants, he's going to call them stewards. Stewards, what's the the difference between a steward and a servant? Well, you find it right there in verse number 42, really. He says this, Jesus said, the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season. The steward is the one who has responsibility to provide for the other servants. Now, the steward is a servant, for sure. But he's got some responsibility that some of those other servants don't have. In fact, I like this translation. I have to take my glasses off so I can read this one. (laughs) The way that I wrote it down here in my notes, in in my Bible one time, when it says, who will make him a ruler over his household. The New American Standard says, whom his master will put in charge of his servants. So a steward is basically a manager. A person who manages the other servants in the household. And in this case, his job is to provide them with food. You and I are servants of the Lord Jesus. But you and I are also stewards of the Lord Jesus. There are certain things that he has entrusted to you that he wants you to take full management responsibility over. In fact, there are a lot of things that the Bible says that we are stewards over. Let me give you a few of those. I'll give you some passages. I think they're going to be um, on your screen and you can jot these things down. First of all, he says that we are stewards over our material possessions. Over the material possessions that we have, the Bible says, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And the Bible says in one of his parables, it says, so the master called ten of his servants and delivered to them ten minas, which is about two and a half years worth of wages, gave them all of that and said to them, do business till I come. In other words, he gives us all of the things materially that we have, and yet we are to steward those things back to him. 
We're to make sure that those gifts and those resources that we have are used for His kingdom. The money that you have in your account is not money just simply there to grow and to escalate. It's money that's to be used to resource kingdom work. It's money that He has entrusted to you, that He expects for you to return His tithe from, that He expects you to give offering from, that He expects you to use in service of Him. Material things are things that we are stewards over. Secondly, we are stewards over time. God has given you a set amount of time, hasn't He? The Bible says 70 years is what we have, 80 years if, if, if He wants to give it to you, you know? Some of you say, I'm living on borrowed time. Well, listen, the Bible says in that verse I've given to you, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The time that God has given to you is time that needs to be redeemed and made the most of. You've also been given talents and gifts and spiritual gifts. In fact, the Bible says concerning spiritual gifts, he says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, for every one of you who belong to Christ. You've been given a spiritual gift, and he says this, it is given to you for the profit of all, of everybody else. In fact, Peter says it this way, He says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The gift that God has given to you is a gift that He intends for you to use so that you might fulfill the will that He has and the plan that He has for your life. And it's going to benefit everybody else around you. You're to be a steward of that gift. Let me give you another one. Your body, your physical life has been given to you and entrusted to you to use for His purposes. Paul asked this question. He says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Why? He says, for you were bought with a price. You were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Your body is not yours. Your spirit, your soul is not yours. It's simply been entrusted to you. It belongs to God, and you're to give that back to Him in service and in stewardship. Let me give you another one. Not just your body, but your mind. Your mind, your mental and your moral capabilities. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You're to have His mind. Concerning all things. Did you know that the gospel is something that has been entrusted to you? You as a believer who have received the gospel, that good news, that good message of Jesus, that has now been given to you to deliver to others. Paul said, if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. He says, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. If I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I have been entrusted with the stewardship. If we would understand our stewardship the way that Paul does, to be able to say necessity 
is laid upon me that I be a good steward of what God has given to me, we would do a far better job of being good stewards. The job that you have, the career, the position that you have in life, that's yours because of God. It's not just your resume, it's not just your experience, it's not just who you know that's gotten you this job. God has provided for you with that job. In fact, the Bible says a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God. The Bible says that God himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. God has given you the position that you have. And then I want you to know that your family, your family is something that you are a steward of. The Bible says that children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. He's given you those children and given you those grandchildren. And now you have a responsibility to raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. That you must do as a good steward of Jesus Christ. So in all of those areas and any other area that you can imagine that God has given to you, the Bible says that you are to be a good steward and this passage today is a good reminder for us about how we are to do those things. Let's go to our passage together. Let's read it from the beginning, beginning in verse number 41. The Bible says, Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household or give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat the men servants and maid servants and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will, he shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know yet committed things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with a few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. There are a number of things that I want to talk to you about today concerning stewardship and our biblical stewardship, things that we could call basic life management, you know? Basic life management skills for a servant. First of all, I want to share with you the tenets of stewardship. The tenets of stewardship. So if a steward is basically a manager, and we see that there in verse number 42, then these management or stewardship principles are going to work in every area that you are steward over. All right? Let me give these to you. I think there's six. I'm not sure. No, there are five. Number one. Number one is the acceptance principle. The acceptance principle simply states a manager is not the owner. <laughs> You've got to come to the point where you accept that truth. 
where you recognize that truth. The manager or the steward is not the owner. He serves the owner. He serves the master. God is the master. He is the owner. I am the manager. I am the steward. It is my job then to serve my Lord. And listen, if you get those things mixed up, if you think that all that you have is yours, if you think that everything that you are really is yours, and you get it mixed up between manager and owner, well, your life's going to be a mess. You're going to have expectations of fairness that are never going to come your way. You're never going to serve anybody then other than yourself. Yet the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And that includes me and that includes you. Let me give you another one. Not just the acceptance principle, but the assignment principle. The assignment principle says this. A manager is entrusted with the duties assigned him by the owner. So in this passage that we have here today, the steward is entrusted with the responsibility of providing food for the household or for the other stewards for taking care of their needs, as we saw. In other parables, he's, he's given responsibility over monetary sums. No matter what the area is, no matter what the object of trust is that God's given to you, you have to be faithful to carry out the assignment. It is a trust, a trust that has been invested to you. Know what God has assigned to you and then do it. Number three. Number three is the addition principle. The addition principle says a manager uses those trusts, those things that were assigned to him, those duties, if you will, to make a profit for the owner, to add to the kingdom. In the parable of the talents, it is that worthless steward. It's the one who brings back the master's investment only and says, I buried this because I knew that you were a hard man. He says, at least... You should have stuck that in the bank and at least drawn a little bit of interest for me. Listen, it's not enough for you to simply go through your Christian life and try to dot all the I's and cross all the T's and make sure that you do things that you ought to do, live a good kind of life, and just leave things behind. You ought to leave more than that behind. You ought to leave a legacy of faith behind. You ought to leave behind a whole trail full of good deeds. And I'll tell you one of the very best things that you can leave behind when you leave this world are other people who know Jesus. Other people who know Him. Listen, when it comes to reproduction, we reproduce those that are like us, right? It is our responsibility as believers to reproduce other believers to tell men and women and boys and girls how they can know Jesus and what Jesus can do for them. If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? You're not going to do it when you get to heaven. <laughs> if anybody ends up going to hell, you ain't going to do it there either. You have to do it now. 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 Did you know that in Georgia, only 2% of 
of Christians have ever attempted, statistics say, to even share their faith with another person that they believe to be lost. Two percent. Two percent ought to be a hundred percent. If I can't tell somebody the wonderful things that God has done for me, are they really that wonderful? Tell them. Add to his kingdom. You're the steward. Bring in some profit for the master. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 12, verses 41 through 48, entitled, Life Management Skills for a Servant. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.